Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. And welcome back for another episode of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. I'm Matt Matan. I'm Michelle She. And we are really looking forward to introducing you to Lake Junaluska. Lake Junaluska. Now, you were a lot more familiar with the lake than yes. I was. But we, uh, well, let me get some of the details out there for everybody first. Lake Junaluska is, uh, is right outside of Waynesville, North Carolina. It's about a 30-minute drive west of Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sits at about 2,500 feet elevation above mm-hmm. sea level. Yeah. But yeah, so Lake Junaluska, um, give us some details. You know, you're a lot more familiar with it and you've got, okay. you've got your notes and everything. I've got some of, notes. Yeah, some um, interesting stuff. But I did, I did used to live, um, it's in Haywood County and, um, which, which is right. It's still part of the Asheville, um, metropolitan statistical area, which as you were explaining me includes Buncombe County. Wait, it includes. It's Buncombe, All the counties Haywood, right Henderson next to County. us. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so I used to live in Haywood County, um, not too far from Lake Junaluska. And I used to go there. We'll get into some of the features and things that you can do around there. But as far as the history, Lake Junaluska was named after a nearby mountain, um, mountain Mount Junaluska. And that was named after an eastern um, band of Cherokee leader, um, Chief Junaluska. And Chief Junaluska was pretty cool because he fought alongside Andrew Jackson and saved his life once um, at the Battle of the Horseshoe Bend. Um, wow, that's though, pretty cool. But though later in that life... History. He, Later in life, he said he regretted doing so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, too. Yeah, isn't that all interesting? Yeah. And um, and then, of course, Mount Junaluska is no more, as far as names, is now the North Eagle Nest Mountain. Do you know where that is? Are I you do familiar? Not. I'm not I am familiar. not familiar um, with that particular mountain. We have so many yeah. in the area and um but but that's that's a bit of the history well it's interesting um, because when we when we got to lake junaluska yes. on our day trip yeah. you couldn't see any mountains you couldn't even see houses right there's some beautiful we can show you um uh if you if you're going to watch the video on this of course we're also doing radio so it's um it's a theater of the bag. mind theater of the mind <laughs> that there was um some beautiful beautiful fog sitting on the mountains and as the day kind of unfolds it just gently lifts yeah and it's, it's I, really well I, for me because i'm from new england originally right and when we got there this morning one it was nice and cool and yes. with the fog and everything and we got there before a lot of people were there right and uh, we'll go over some of the details yeah. later, but but you know there's two different ways it well, let's go ahead and, and frame a little bit okay lake junaluska is a is a private place it is it's a private place and it's it, a headquarters international headquarters go ahead yes it's it's the um it's like the world uh 
headquarters for the Methodists <laughs> and um, and not just you know not just in the United States but all over the world um, they they bring together the different Methodist churches that are um, that are everywhere it's a retreat it's a conference center yeah. um, and but it's also open to the public it's also open to the public and it is um, lined all the way around the lake by private houses um, that are both uh, year-round residences and also um, transitional uh, summertime type residences. Yep. And also vacation rentals. Vacation and rentals. Yep. And um, they have a pool. They have a tennis court. Well, they have gonna, a golf. Oh, yeah. You're going to go Yeah, I was going to get into some of this stuff yeah. specific because we each have some stories to tell about right. each of those things. Yes. But, um, but also on the lake, there are areas of it that are like wooded and overgrown and everything. Yes. Because for me as a fisherman, right. you know, I'm looking for that. So, yes. So we got there. Uh, we got there right as the sun was coming up. We were just absolutely what what they used to call uh, like a pea soup or something like that you know it was really right. thick fog it was it was beautiful absolutely beautiful but we used the um there's a boat beach by the aquatic center just mm -hmm. north of the aquatic center right next to it because the boat ramp there there's two ways to access the lake and this is important to note right. because the boat ramp it was a little bit rough mm -hmm. it was a little bit rough um it's and so if people have bass boats and things like that you need to understand that there are some restrictions right you cannot use gas powered um engines Right. on Lake Junaluska, trolling motor only, trolling motor only. Mm -hmm. um, and also so, but it's primarily kayaks and canoes and paddle boards. Right. But you can get other boats on there, and there were other boats right. on there today. John was, boats. I've seen a bass boat on right. there before, but you can only use the electric trolling motors. But there's also the pedestrian walking trail, mm -hmm. which goes around the lake, mm -hmm. which is really popular. How it, how long is it? A three and a half mile trail. I used to do it right on all, the edge of the lake. The it's whole way. right on the edge of the lake. The um, the terrain of the walking trail is wonderful because as you go around the lake, it's not just like walking around a fishbowl. You you are walking through the woods. You um, have lots of different, um, you know, views and, and areas that you can commune with nature. Um, they have a large, uh, we'll get into it, large duck. Um, swan and other bird population yeah. um, all over protected and they really area, yeah. it's protected um, they care about it um, and and as I was saying there are houses that live all around there they have an HOA that takes care of the lake um, but again it's open to the public they're and, there it's not a private lake that you can't get on they right. want you to come enjoy and, it. and the other thing I was going to say with the boats that you have to be mindful of is because of that walking trail there's a pedestrian bridge that cuts right across the the middle portion of the lake because yes. a lot of people even people in our own area that maybe have driven by Lake Junaluska and they think they know what Lake Junaluska right. is they may be missing a good portion of the lake because it kind of sandwiches down. It's almost like the right. shape of a peanut. Yeah. You know, and so the narrow part and the pedestrian bridge, depending on what side of the lake you're on, you may think the side you're on is the only part of the lake. Right. But it actually it's, balloons out into two separate well, parts. The part I knew, yeah. you didn't know about. Well, I know. Well, we were just laughing about <laughs> that. It's so funny. Go ahead. Oh, oh but to finish out on yeah. the boat situation – Getting under that pedestrian bridge, it does rise up on one side, but we were in the canoe, and we had to go under the rise up side, and there wasn't a whole lot of clearance, and right. we were in a canoe. So if you you're in a bigger boat- You need a small boat, vehicle to yeah, transverse the lake. Exactly. So yeah. um, if, you're in a, if you're in a larger vehicle, one, the boat ramp 
the full-out boat ramp is a little bit rough, and I would scout it before you go out there with a trailer and everything. But if you're going with a John boat, um, you know, a paddleboard, canoe, kayak, going from the boat launch right there by the highway, or if you go in next to the aquatic center, which is mm -hmm. the one we used, right. it's a more central position right. to the lake that you can launch just for canoes, tighter, kayaks, and paddleboards. Tighter paddle boats. to get in, yeah. That's it. It's yeah. only for those uh, kind of craft right. to go ahead and launch, and that's what we used. Um, and so then on the fishing side of it, and then we'll get into all the different amenities okay. and everything. Uh, but we got out on the water, and the water was much cooler than most of the lakes we've been fishing it this summer. It was. It was surprisingly... It's about 10 degrees cooler. It was surprisingly much cooler, and so that makes me feel like... I mean, we've had a lot of rain lately in the area, mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure that is contributing to being at 2,500 feet elevation, too. But exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what you get when you are, um, you know, you're... you're you're on a lake that's that's on a mountain yeah. you know i mean that's what you get so we got out lake. there and i had never fished it i'd never been on it i'd never taken so much as a cast in it and i didn't right. like like when we went to lake adger yeah i didn't study it at all right you know i i didn't i didn't look into it at all and uh, for an upcoming episode uh, we actually had an awesome guide you know, so yes. that's that that's a whole new experience. That's, I've never had a guy, but that's too. that's an upcoming that's an <laughs> that's upcoming what we do here. We, yeah, we that's try an upcoming anything. episode that you'll get to check out. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, you can just click to it if you're getting this later. But anyway, uh, so getting on the lake, trying to decipher it and everything. The water temperature was about 72 to 74 degrees, and mm. it held right. through the morning. Yeah. Uh, for folks that may be new to our show, when we go out on the water, we typically hit at daybreak, and then mm -hmm. we're off the water by noon, uh, by lunchtime, or a little bit earlier for a few reasons one we're doing day trips you know right. we, we want to do other things too right two western north carolina eastern tennessee it's a temperate rainforest if mm -hmm. you stay out past lunch not only is it going to get hot but you're going to get very wet yes on most days <laughs> you're going to get very very wet we have because afternoon showers we have afternoon showers mm -hmm. almost every afternoon right. in western north carolina and eastern tennessee and so uh, that is another reason to not stay out on the water because some of those downpours can be pretty significant yes. uh, being in a temperate rainforest. Yeah, you don't want to be there. You want no, you you to be, be doing there. something else fun. So we get out there and, uh, you know, I know the water temperature because we have, you know, the depth finder and, and dual mm -hmm. imaging and all that stuff attached to the canoe. And all of a sudden, you know, as we're trying to figure out things, we fished the shoreline for a little bit, you know, just kind of reading what it looked like might be there, not knowing what kind of fish are in there or anything. And trying everything, and I wasn't seeing any bait fish. I wasn't getting any hits or anything. So um, I was like, all right, well, let's head to a different part of the lake. It was kind of mm -hmm. shallow where we were at. It was about four to six feet deep and everything. We started hitting a little bit deeper water, about 15 feet, uh, you know, 15 to 20 feet of water. And all of a sudden on the depth finder, I'm just seeing what looked like a train of fish. I right. mean, just as we're going along, out yes. in the middle of the lake, at about, uh, I think it was about 10 to 12 feet or maybe 12 to 15 feet or something like that. They were just sitting down there. They were just, as the boat is moving, if you've never used a depth finder, it just scrolls across the screen as you're moving across the water. Right. So when you see all these fish, and if people are watching the video, you're going to see images of the screen of right. my depth finder. I've never seen anything like it. And it didn't stop. Yes. I mean, the whole the lake. The whole lake was like that. So when we were up near the aquatic center of the lake, um, they were all sitting at about 10 to 12 feet of water consistently. Mm -hmm. But then when we got down toward where the dam is, the easternmost part of the lake, it was like a blanket of fish at four feet deep. Right. And as soon as you got to where the depth dropped off away from the shore, it started 
and it just continued right across the lake. And we were trying everything. I mean, from fishing the shorelines to fishing based on what we saw in the depth finder and, and everything else. Between Michelle and I, we threw every kind of lure that you could we think did. of in we because these fish were rough. This I don't was think some we've ever fishing. changed so many lures in one trip. Well, uh, well, what's funny is you got to see me attack it like yes. like an angler, like you know when I used to fish tournaments yes. and everything. And early on, remember the prediction that I made based on the patterns I was seeing and the grouping you of the said, fish. You said I think that that there's going to be some some crappie. In, in this water. Yeah, I said based and, on the patterns yes. and the water temperature and everything uh -huh. else, I'm thinking that there may be, you know, yeah, th there's going to be crappie in here. So we keep trying everything. And, and with then the you way saw a trout jump. And I you're did like, see, okay, I, wait, yes. now there's trout. I and did so, see trout <laughs> jump. It, it, like, and it was a significant a, a size trout. trout. Yeah. It was a very yeah. big trout. And it looked like it was a brown trout. So, and, uh, so one of the things that, that we kind of figured out through the day and I know you back to your story, but um, but that the the crappie, the trout, and and what we also assume is probably catfish sitting at the bottom. Yeah, we did see some. Um, you know, those the, are all finder, edible yeah. fishes that yeah. um, you know. So it must be a stocked lake. Well, and I researched we, when we got in here into the studio, oh, yeah, and it is. I they did do not stock research it. that part. Yeah, they do stock it with crappie and catfish and trout. Yeah, and everything else. <laughs> there so, we go. Um, so it's for the uh, vacation or wanting a little. Yes, food. very much. Yeah. But when you're out there, if you're an angler, and you know, we focus a lot of day trips for local folks here in right. our region in the southern exactly. Appalachian Mountains. Yes. And if you hit that lake, you're going to want to attack it like it's a bass lake. Right. I, there may be some bass in there. I'm a pretty good fisherman. I didn't see You're anything. You're a bass master. Don't be shy. Don't <laughs> be coy. I'm actually a bass master, but um, <laughs> you know, but I didn't see any. I didn't. I didn't even get a hit. No, wait. I did get two hits, but they, you know, um, but I really had to pull out all the stops just to get a couple of hits yeah. from what could have been it. bass. So I decided because of the way the fish were um, that we were going to troll. In a canoe without a motor, which is fun, you know. So yeah. we, we rigged up and we set up some. I we even tried. We tried some different things as we were mm -hmm. trolling, but lo and behold, we got into the crappie. Yeah. You know, we you know we were we were trolling, and I was setting the depth about where they were showing up on the depth mm -hmm. finder, and sure enough, we're going along, and I was like, Michelle, I got one. You know. Uh -huh. Now you have to realize we had been out there. Hadn't got a thing, and I'm not used to that. I'm right. a little bit spoiled, you know. Right. And and then I got one, and, and I reel it in, and everything. And lo and behold, beautiful crappie, a there good size go. crappie. Yeah. I was really surprised at the size of the crappie, you mm -hmm. know. And so, sure enough, that place is loaded with crappie. So if you want to fish it, don't go and read what it looks like it is when you hit the water. Right. You you don't have to already have a boat, by the way. They have canoe, kayak, and paddleboard yes. rentals there. You can rent. Um, you, you can rent what you need. Yeah, you can just show up. You can rent what you need. Bring the gear out there, and um, and I would just go in with some tiny little jig head grubs or some featherhead mm -hmm. jigs, and uh, and just float it and fish it between four feet and, and ten feet. And uh, I think you're probably going to catch quite a few crappie. And you looked up online you when, when we were, you know, yes. in, we were we were heading yes. out and everything. You looked up online and you read about a story of someone sharing how it, they just loaded up on crappie on that lake. Yes, they were they were actually saying, and then they also hit uh, catfish mm -hmm. and um, and crappie and and were just like one after the other. They said that they were you know nothing over five pounds. But um, for the catfish, yeah, because crappie won't ever get that big. 
Yeah, no, that would no, be a no, world no, record. Catfish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, so um, anyway, know, yeah, it, it was pretty good, but beautiful. It was very beautiful. Um, we got off the water about ten thirty a.m. Right. You know, we got out there early. Right when when um, everything was opening coming up. alive. Yes. Yeah, so yep. the pool was opening up. The, yep, the boat um, rentals. The boat rentals. They have a snack cute stand. little snack <laughs> stand that has like these like icy type things I used yep. to get with my daughter. Kind of like, it reminded me um, of when you go to like a high school football game. You yes. know, they have the concession yeah. stand. It, it, was like, it reminded like me of um, summer camp, the, yes. uh, the, yeah. the store at a yes. summer camp. So you, you know, and, and I feel that way that this place – um, you know, I feel like it's a place where grandparents come and bring their grandkids, you know, their young grandparents, you know, their young grandkids, uh, to give the parents a break and, oh, we'll take them for a week and, um, go down to, you know, go to the mountain and they can run around at the pool and they can run around in the lake and they can go to the store and, and, um, and there's some stuff, activities that happen over at the conference center. Yeah. And, so. and there's, and that's then getting off early too. There's so many activities there. That's why, you know, usually yeah. we do a lake and then the nearest town, right. which would be Waynesville. And there's a lot to do in Waynesville, yes. but here we're just focusing in this conversation, right. this day trip to just Lake Junaluska itself, yes. because there's so much to do there. And so we have different stories broken right. off on our own yes. for different things that are there. So, um, first First off, you know, we always look at dining and shopping, too. Right. And so you have the Terrace Bistro uh-huh. um, is there available. And, um, by the way, go to lakejunaluska.com just to check for updated hours and everything, you know, with all the COVID stuff very and the way smart. it changes everything. Yes. I don't want to say hours or active. days. Very and, active. And I'll tell you, um, you know, people run, jog around the lake. They use it. They, I mean, there were the whole time, even early in the morning, um, there was a lot of activity around the lake. Yeah. And it really um, started picking up. Like yeah. toward lunchtime. Um, so, you know, you have the Terrace Bistro. You also have the gift store and public restrooms and things available. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you've got some shopping and you've got some uh, eatery options right they, there they nice on things. the lake. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you've got the campground in the hotel if you want to make it an overnight. Uh, they've got vacation rentals and things. Um, but there's, there's a lot of different activities. So first, uh, the swimming pool. Yes. I'll let you tell a little bit about the swimming pool. Well, it was a really beautiful location. Yes. It's actually on the water. It's, it's in on the water. water and, um, <laughs> it's like a dock going out over the water. And it is open, um, you know, as a public access pool, which, you know, we have the one in Black Mountain is very similar, very yes. nice. Um, you know, you have a, a really beautiful setting, park setting um, to have a pool in. I used to take my daughter um, back when she was a toddler. And, um, and she just loved getting in the water and we would just make a day out of it. I think it was like, it costs like $5. Yeah. But again, and what really stood out to me is like the pool is almost like a dock going yes, out into the it, lake. It really it's is. Really cool. it's, it really does give you that vacation feel. Yeah. Um, um, then also, uh, there's mini golf. I didn't, I didn't see the mini golf. I don't remember the mini golf. So that's another I outdoor activity like there. I like I would have done that at some yeah. point um, they also have summer boat tours so if you're not someone who wants to get out on the water like we do um, they do have uh, boat tours that are available to the public and again you can go to their website lakejunaluska.com to check out schedules check and that times out. Yeah. and everything um, and then the walking trail we've talked about that you yes. used to walk that whole thing three and a half miles yes um, and it was so lovely and when you have the pedestrian bridge that's where the waterfowl protective area is yes. 
And so we had, it was a beautiful experience because we got to see them from the water. Right. You know, and I'm sure people that are watching the video, we're probably rolling right now some video of the swans. Just, and things. I have a um, nice one of the swans. And we got a chance by. to talk to Jim, one of the swan oh, caretakers. Okay. And this is, this is, this, there was a sad okay. part. This is um, sad. But also, a really awesome thing that shows you yeah. about the character the of people love. there, the love that's there. Yes. And so we, we took what probably we were talking for probably about a half an hour. We were talking with Jim um, close to it and just, you know, hearing about all the mentorship and he's been doing it for years and he still mm -hmm. considers himself an apprentice. Well, he's and, been doing it for six to seven years, yeah. but, um, the the gentleman who started the program he said has been doing it for over 15 years yeah. of bringing in the swans um and beautiful, beautiful you know swans. really taking care of them they um you know they they've been um they've been adding to their swan program um and i read an article too i i wasn't able to read the whole article so i'm only going to like uh give a, a little snippet but there was a hurt swan and um, the whole community came together to get it better so that it could come back and be re-released. And then yeah. it was such a huge thing that that happened. And That's great. But the, uh, a but lot the sad of part, there. Yes. you know, for people that don't know, swans, the mortality rate for their chicks is very, very high. Right. And even it's a very low percentage of even hatching. Very, very yeah. touchy, but, um, you know, yeah, very difficult. species yep. to... And so on the day of our day trip yeah. um, and talking with Jim and everything, um, they actually lost the only hatchling they had for this, this year. For this year. And, and the sad part, it was like he was saying it, it was it was still a um, I don't know what they call a young swan, a gooseling, yeah. a, a hatchling. Yeah, I don't um, know. We'll call it a hatchling <laughs> um, that that it was still it still had its. It's baby dew on it, mm. and not his. It was just growing in its real feathers. And, yeah, it was about six weeks um, old. And yeah. so they lost it. Now at this point, we lost our cat today. So the cat well, came back. Asterisk, you know, lost not as in passed away. Yes, we couldn't we find. We literally the cat. couldn't find. But at the same time, we same thing for the baby swan. I think its name is Segrid. Um, or maybe that's what baby swans are called. I don't know. I don't know. That's what he <laughs> called it. So that's what I, I named it. Um, but uh, they couldn't find it. And they couldn't find... Um, but the parents were there. The parents were there. Everyone was there like usual. And um, and the baby swan was not there. Mm. Um, my hope and prayers are just that they're going to find him. And I'm going to believe yeah. in my heart that they do. And we're going to have to check back in. Yeah. We'll have to get I'm an invested. update on that. I'm invested now. But like yeah. you said, they really do a good job. Um, they're taking care of their waterfowl. They... Um, have such a diverse and beautiful population, and they've really invested in that care, and and that makes and that means a lot to us. And here's the thing that stood out to me: you don't realize how big a swan is until you see them oh next to God. Canadian geese. Oh my God! If you think true. Canadian geese are yeah. big waterfowl, yeah. wait till yeah. you see them next. They yes. look like little ducks yes. next to swans. Well, it's like it's comparative. So you've got the swan. And then one step down is the geese, and then one step down is the ducks, and then one step down is like a chickadee. Yep. Yeah. But uh, but so it was really cool. And then we yeah. also saw now I don't know what they're called around here, but it was basically what where I grew up in New England we used to call them comorants. Yeah. And they're dive they're diving black birds. Yes. They they they're underwater swimmers. They they swim like otters. I got one of his feathers. 
you got one of his feathers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that was what you got. But mm-hmm. he um, he was drying on a log, drying his feathers and everything after and, diving. Uh, yeah, after diving, and that was just so cool to yeah, see it out there. It's and so the nature there, even though there's so much activity, we still saw beautiful right. nature out it's, there. It's protected, and, uh, and it's it's the same when you walk around, um, you know, and. I don't know. I just love it. And it's, so, it's a lovely, it's a lovely little community. All right. So another outdoor activity, and this is where my experience okay. comes in. All right. So Let's hitting the golf course. Story. Woo! Hitting huh? the Lake Junaluska golf course. All right. Now, oh very my important. God. <laughs> very important. <laughs> you totally now, so here's the thing: them. Lake Junaluska golf course. I loved it. Okay, I really loved it. But you need to understand, it may be, and I've played golf in Austria. I've played, <laughs> I've played all over the world. You know, and this was one of the hilliest, most unbelievable elevation change um, courses that I've played. So much so, they do not allow you to walk the course. You have to use a cart. You yes. have to, it, you because it's just it, it was unbelievable. And the views and and when you're looking when you're looking off the tee box and there's this gorge going down a couple hundred feet or a few hundred feet and then rising back up to a green across this gorge from you. Holy cow! So you know if you're if you like playing golf like I like playing golf and that's one of the outdoor activities you want to do, uh, I highly suggest you check out the Lake Junaluska Golf Course. So we get out there early daybreak. Uh, again, check the website for hours of the different things they have going on there. But it was a day trip all into its own. Onto its own. If you want to make it longer than a day, go to the website. You can navigate through everything so there, LakeJunaluska.com. But right. we had a wonderful day trip. Yeah. Got off the water early so that there's plenty of time to do all the other activities mm-hmm. that are there and grab some food and everything. And then we ran over to the uh, Pigeon River, um, well, north east, of East, east Fork, Pigeon East Fork River. of the Pigeon River. We're just going to make quick mention of it, um, but it's not too far drive from Lake Junaluska, and it was just cool, quiet mountain streams. We're talking near, above Canton, so I, we'll save I, it for another episode. I would like to save it for another episode because it's uh, the walking um, trails and everything. It's beautiful, trails. and it's near um, the Pis. Pisgah Inn, actually, off of the Blue Ridge Parkway. Not too far. What's the it, highway going up there? Uh, 251, yeah. 253, 251. Something like that. Anyway, so uh, I just wanted to mention it because we will have a future episode on that. Google. Um, but it's just so beautiful and so remote and yeah. some of the hiking trails and everything. Yeah, it was but great. But before we headed back home, uh, we did run out there real quick, yep. dip our toes in the cold water, and then came home. But just, uh, nice. you know, I want to start mentioning nice different places yes. that will be future episodes at the end yes. of each episode that we do. Yeah. All right, so um, so that is the report on our day trip All right, out to Lake, Lake Junaluska, so, in the uh, bag. 30 miles east of Asheville, uh, wonderful time, and uh, good for family or retirees or individuals. They, I like the flexibility of the experience that you yeah. have based on your skill set. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for this report. All right, All right appreciate you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.